welcome to She Illuminated. I'm Jana Fuchs, a licensed clinical psychotherapist and soul coach for burnt out women and moms looking to take control of their stress and say hello to a more joyful life. I'm also a mom to two incredible young humans, one of whom is autistic. Together, we will dive into real, raw, and messy conversations about intuition, vulnerability, and the resilience of the human spirit. We all deserve the gift of connection to ourselves and to our lives. So let's spend a little time together here, and perhaps we can walk through the rest of this day feeling just a bit more brightly illuminated. Let's go. Hello, my beautiful friends. You are listening to the She Illuminated podcast with myself, Jana Fuchs, and this is episode 11. It's the week of Thanksgiving, and as I'm recording this, people are beginning to gather under the premise of giving thanks and hopefully tapping into some actual feelings of gratitude, and feeling all of the blessings that we are fortunate to have in our lives, hopefully enjoying some delicious food as well. But what if you are someone who right now is quietly suffering? What if you are carrying with you some hidden private pain that no one else around you really knows about. Today's topic is a crucial one because it's all about hidden pain and how it robs us of our joy and connection. We're going to go over why we do it, what some of our fears and misconceptions are, and we're going to talk about ways that we can heal ourselves and to start putting voice or expression to our pain so that it doesn't grow and take over our lives. And if the words hidden pain feel familiar to you, you know precisely what I'm talking about. And you're definitely going to want to continue listening because I'm going to do something pretty brave for me today. I'm going to let you all in to some of my hidden pain and especially what's come up kind of recently over this past week. And the reason that I thought to talk about this topic today and hop on the mic is because I really want to practice what I preach, right? And I can't ask anybody to do that. I can't ask any of you to do that. I can't ask my coaching clients or my therapy clients to do that if I myself am not doing that. So I'm going to open myself up a bit today, be courageous, make myself vulnerable, and share a little bit about my own hidden pain in the hopes that you find some inspiration to do the same in your life. Now, I'm not saying that you have to go out on a public forum, on a podcast, and like announce to the world your hidden pain. Of course not. And I've thought very deliberately about how much I'm going to say and what I'm going to say to a degree to make sure that I am protecting myself and my family members. But I'm going to go to places that feel painful and courageous for me to talk about. So my assertion, again, 
is that when we isolate in our pain, it's coming from a place of fear of judgment or fear that we're going to bring others down and or shame about our situation. And with that, I am also going to assert that our pain then grows, it multiplies. And if any of you are familiar with Brene Brown, you'll know that she is a shame researcher. And she says that shame, when we don't connect with others about our shame, it grows like it's in a Petri dish, right? And so it spirals into a much bigger, much worse situation that has a much tighter grip on us than it would necessarily need to if we could open ourselves up and be vulnerable with trustworthy, safe people in our lives, whether that's a trusted therapist, coach, or friend that you know has your back. And so I'll get into that in just a bit. So I want to share with you that one of my dear friends was recently describing some of her own hidden pain and she was telling me about the amount of suffering and disconnection that she was experiencing. And she described it as if she felt like she didn't belong to any of the conversations that she was part of, whether she was out to dinner with friends or schmoozing with other people at her kids' activities or even hanging out with her two neighbors who also happened to be amongst her closest friends. And she described how like words would be coming out of her mouth, but she had no idea what she was even saying because her pain was that intense and that all-consuming and took so much energy to just push down just enough beneath the surface so that she could appear like everything was normal. And I knew exactly what she was talking about because I have also felt that kind of hidden private pain. And it was like this pain where I felt like nobody could quite relate or understand. I didn't want to be Debbie Downer. And while everyone around me seemed to be talking about the weather or their favorite Instagram memes, I felt like I didn't belong onto any of the conversations that I was in. I didn't know that people could quite get it, the nuances of my experience, let alone be able to actually help. And from the outside, it was like I was going through all the motions of life. I was getting up, making the kids breakfast, taking them to school, taking them to their after-school activities, cooking dinner, bedtime, rinse and repeat all the while putting in all that energy into pushing the pain down further. And I think that the worst part of hidden pain is the shame that often accompanies it. It's like the shame of feeling you have to keep it a secret because you feel like a failure or maybe you're embarrassed about your circumstances you're embarrassed about the situation you're in, or maybe you feel ashamed of the thoughts that you have pertaining to the situation. And trying to resist the pain almost makes it worse because it feels like you have to work so 
hard just to tolerate it. And so, you know, a lot of people feel like the only way to get through it is to just avoid it altogether. And I'm going to be sharing with you today about why that might work in the short term, but in the long term is actually worse. I also feel like it's important to acknowledge that another component of hidden pain can be self-loathing because maybe you have attempted to talk about it with friends or people who you felt like could help, but you felt dismissed or maybe you were told it's not as big a deal as you thought it was, you know, like it's all in your head, you're making it worse, don't make a mountain out of a molehill, that kind of a thing that feels just like shit. (laughs) And so you kind of start to doubt yourself, right? Like, why can't I just get over this? What's my problem? You know, why am I being so dramatic? Why can't I just get over this? And with that can come also a sense of like humiliation or feeling trapped in your situation. Like you're always going to feel this way. You're always going to feel doomed to despair. And in certain situations, some of my clients have even expressed to me that their hidden pain makes them feel like they're a bad person, right? Again, oftentimes because of those thoughts that are on repeat that feel like they're too bad to actually say out loud. And so today I'm going to share with you how I am obviously human too, And I'm going to share with you some of my own hidden pain and how I have gotten through that. So I'm going to give you some tangible ways of how to begin to deal with and heal your own hidden pain. I'm going to just set this up for you so you kind of have an idea of what to expect. But the three ways involve either a trusted friend a therapist, or a coach. And if you're feeling like you need a ton of support, you can even bring in all three. (laughs) So I do want to give the caveat with a trusted friend, you really want to set it up. So like you want to say to your friend in advance, hey, there's something that's really been weighing me down. And can we set aside a time later today, tomorrow, whenever, sometime this week, where we can really just talk about it? I'm having a hard time. And I'm not looking for you to say anything magical. I'm not looking for you to fix it. I really need to just get this out. And I really need you to just listen, right? What you're asking them to do is you're asking them to hold space for you, to witness you in a non-judgmental way without trying to fix it. That experience alone is so powerful Our need to be seen and heard is such a human universal need. And when we don't feel witnessed, when we don't feel truly known, we continue to suffer. So that is the one caveat with a friend. You really want to be intentional about who it is that you're selecting and you want to kind of set up 
the interaction in advance to give them a heads up of what it is that you need from them. Okay. So if any of you have listened to the episode with Peppy Silverman, who is an educational advocate that helped my son and still works with our family to make sure that he gets all of his services that he needs because he is autistic and has severe ADHD, and he's also gifted intellectually. And that's quite a combo for any classroom teacher who, you know, is juggling 30 kids in any school setting to take on. And he's in a public school and getting his accessibility to a strong education all set up has been a really... (laughs) detailed, painstaking process, and it's still ongoing, right? So he's in a much better place than he was, but as he continues to grow and enter his almost prepubescent, almost 11-year-old boy, and that brings with it its own set of challenges, right? He's learning, like, what is socially acceptable and what isn't? And he is meeting bigger challenges this year, for a variety of reasons. His program is accelerated. And so everything he learns is a year ahead and it's getting really challenging. So the amount of emails that I, this past week, have fielded from his teachers and his school, I think would blow all of your minds. It felt like kind of another full-time job. And I already have... (laughs) Several jobs that together add up to like, I can't even tell you how many jobs I feel like I have, but right. I'm a therapist part-time. I'm a coach part-time. I do this podcast, which is a labor of love project that I refuse to let go of. And I'm a mother to two kids, not just my kid who has special needs, but a younger child who is going to be turning eight in another two weeks, a girl who's neurotypical, right? And trying to make sure that I'm giving each of my kids what they need is like a full-time job. I mean, I'm sure that resonates with every mom listening, whatever your situation is. So I, this past week, I'll tell you, right? I work with burnt out moms. This week, I was a burnt out mom, but I was also keeping my pain private. I was keeping my pain to myself. A, I felt like I didn't really have time to deal with it. I had things to do. I had meetings to attend. B, yeah, if I'm telling the truth, I guess I didn't really want to be Debbie Downer. I don't want my pain to define me. And it generally doesn't. But I also started to feel like my own coach said, kind of like stuck in the mud. And stuck in the mud she asserted was maybe like where I needed to be. I needed to sit there for a second, maybe longer, and let myself feel like how hard this all is for me. It's really fucking hard. And I come on here week after week, or I guess if we're being technical, every other week as the episodes are released, to be real and to bring you content that often is hopefully inspiring, educational, or uplifting. But I also don't want to sugarcoat 
I think it's helpful when we hear the stories of other people who we identify with, right? Even if your situation looks different, there are are bits and pieces of human pain, fear, worry, and shame that we all can identify with. And so I just wanted to open up a little bit about lying. Yeah, like I was saying, spent hours of my time on email this week with teachers, kind of having to remind them that getting my kid to comply while at times is appropriate, right? Because in order to function in a regular public school classroom, there are certain things he needs to be able to do to continue on in that environment and to expect him to comply in the same exact way that a neurotypical child can isn't fair. And this is precisely why he has an IEP to help him build those skills along the way. And sometimes I feel so drained from having to constantly remind the school of his diagnosis and his specific IEP interventions that we have worked so diligently to put on there, that starts to feel like my full-time job. And then I start to feel burnt out because I can't give the best of myself when I'm feeling so resentful or worried. And especially when I isolate and keep it to myself, it just makes it all worse. So I have shared some of what I'm going through with a friend just yesterday, and I'm sharing it all with you because, man, parenting isn't for the faint of heart, is it? And I have found that giving air, giving air to my experiences with my friend, talking about it here, right, and just letting myself sit in the mud like my coach said, like a lotus, you know, sometimes we need to sit in the mud before it can really come up in spring and summer and bloom strong and beautiful and bright. I've been in the mud. I've been in the mud and it's okay, right? It's not always spring and summer. And I'm hoping that my coming on here today lets you all know you're not alone and Whatever your situation is, there are components of it. There are pieces of it that really are universal. And I'm going to encourage you to seek out the help of a therapist or a coach or a friend who can help you work through some of your own pain, why you're hiding it, how you can begin to express it, release it, work through it feel it, all of that. I'm going to implore you to do that. If you relate to what I'm saying and you would like to hop on a free call with me, I am more than happy to kind of tell you if you would be a better candidate for therapy versus coaching. While they have similar overlapping kind of themes, they are not the same. And I talk about this all the time in various episodes. I'm not going to get into it right now, but you are more than welcome to hop on a free discovery call with me. The link is in my show notes. And yeah, if you are feeling like your hidden pain is causing your stress levels to increase to the point where you're just feeling completely burnt out, 
more than likely you would be an excellent candidate for my six-week kick the shit out of burnout program available now. Again, you can learn more about it if you look me up online or hop on a discovery call and we can see if you'd be a good fit for it. Okay. So until next time, I hope you all keep shining brightly. Dare to sit in the mud and share with someone about your experience. Okay. I love you all. See you next time. If you have enjoyed the show and want to learn more, you can follow me at www.sheilluminated.com or email me with comments and show ideas at Jana at sheilluminated.com. If you're interested in working with me as a coaching client, contact me at Jana at janafuchscoaching.com. And if this episode meant something to you, please consider supporting the show by taking less than one minute to rate and review the show. It makes all the difference in the world to help spread the word, and it makes it accessible to wider audiences everywhere. You can also take a screenshot of it and share it with a friend or on your socials. Tag me, Jana Fuchs Coaching. And as always, may you walk through the rest of your day feeling just a bit more brightly illuminated. Until next time.